You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? The 415ers with you as always. Three times a week, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy. Mark, 49ers fall in week six to the Atlanta Falcons. They're now three and three, back to 500. Atlanta is 500 now. Uh, I, I think this is this is a tough L. Like, this is a tough L to take, and it seems like a lot of 49ers feel that way, Mark. How, how are you feeling after, after the 28-14 defeat? Uh, discouraged. It was a, a, a really ugly game for the 49ers offensively, defensively, a lot of mistakes. I think you have to mention at least near the top of the discussion of this game, Evan, all the injuries. There were some that happened in the game that we'll certainly get to. And Kyle Shanahan has provided no really update on them. At least we know at this point they, they shouldn't be too severe with uh, Mooney Ward and, and Mike McGlinchey. At least that's what it seems like at this point. But you come into the game, you're playing without six defensive starters. You're down Trent Williams. You're down your starting running back. Of course, you know, you're down your starting quarterback from the from early in the season. So that's obviously a part of the story in this one. But you just look at some of the numbers. I mean, the 49ers are a team that wants to run the ball down your throat. They get 50 rushing yards in this game. I mean, just not good enough on really every level, offense, defense, special teams. And uh, you do that against not a great team, but but a decent team in the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to take advantage, and they did, 28-14. to 14. They won on their home field. They looked really good. Marcus Mariota won in completion all game long, only threw 14 passes, um, but just simply not good enough for the 49ers. Yeah, and that that's kind of where we have to start. It's Although it is a difficult loss, it's one that, Watching the game, it made sense. I mean, Kyle Shanahan in his press conference after the game came out and said, quote, look, real obvious what happened today. Like, it, he didn't complicate things, and I don't think you need to. When you're a 49ers team that's, as you mentioned, predicated on running the football, you don't outrush your opponent. You're minus in turnover differential. You turn the ball over three times. And you don't show any explosion on offense, except, well, outside of the, towards the end of the first half. Yeah. But you let Atlanta hang around. You let them get out to their early lead, and then they basically got to dictate the tempo of the game. And this was probably the biggest question that I had. We, we sort of tossed it around in jest because the Falcons, I don't think either of us would, would consider them a contender, but, but a team specifically that can run the football effectively, and especially run the football with their quarterback combined with how would the 49ers play from behind? Well, we kind of saw it today. We, we saw them back on their heels. We saw them be unable to make plays when they needed to. And they were unable to overcome mistakes. Like there, there is less room for error on this 49ers team than people maybe realized after last week. But those, those, those deficiencies, those signs that, maybe unfairly we saw against Denver, like they're still there. I mean, early in the season, there, there's some, some some cracks in the armor of the 49ers. Like they are not a perfect team by any means. And Atlanta exposed some of those weaknesses today. Yeah, they did. And, you know, again, I, I think you do have to emphasize, 
you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now there's issues offensively. I mean, you run the ball 16 times for 50 yards, just over three a pop. Well, they weren't, longest... really, they weren't really allowed to run the ball. Like, they true. were I behind 14 nothing early yeah. and couldn't uh, couldn't get anything going. Yeah, a lot of it was kind of how the game went. You fall behind 14 nothing. Part of that is the offense's fault. The Jeff Wilson Jr. fumble on the team's uh, first drive after the Falcons open up the game with a touchdown. That fumble recovered and taken back for six. You blink and suddenly you're down 14 nothing. The offense responded well after that. They tied it back up in the first half. Atlanta got a score uh, to close the half to go up by a score and then one touchdown in the third quarter and that was it um, but I, I do think we need to emphasize um, how difficult it, it has to be for this defense to play with the players that are out there I mean you, you you're playing without entering the game without Nick Bosa without Emmanuel Mosley without Jimmy Ward without Aziz Shire, and without your tackles Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw and Javon Kinlaw now that we know is, is headed for IR Shanahan did say today that that he expects him to play again this season, but will miss at least a handful more games. Also, then in the first drive, Talanoa Hufanga goes out for for most of that drive. He he, he comes back and and he seems to be all right. Sanson Ebukam went out as well with an injury at, at one point in that first drive, but he came back and he seems fine. Notably, though, a man, or pardon me, Mooney Ward and Mike McGlinchey did not play in the entire second half. So you consider this is a team that for most of the game was playing without seven of their defensive starters, including both defensive tackles, both starting cornerbacks, your edge rusher, uh, a safety, your strong side linebacker. I mean, it's it's incredible the number of players that have gone down with injury. And, you know, we've talked a lot and I'm not sure that there's blame to be assigned there to any individual person is it just a case of terrible luck year after year maybe uh, but the reality is you're without that many key players you were down four of your six captains going into this game your only captains that were able to play were fred warner and george kittle you have six captains and four of them were out for this game it's going to be a challenge no matter who you play um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Shanahan was right. It's really simple. You rush the ball 16 times for 50 yards. They rush the ball 40 times for 168 yards. You turn the ball over three times, two interceptions and a fumble. Also, a, a turnover on downs late in the game. I mean, you're not going to overcome that. I think if you asked me and probably yourself, uh, you know, you gave you the blind statistics before the game. Which team would rush for 40 times for 168 yards? Which team Which team would rush 16 times for 50 yards? Despite the fact that the Falcons are a, a pretty good, uh, you know, rushing team, I would probably venture to guess that the Niners would be more likely to run the ball 40 times. But the the, the flip was totally, uh, the, the script, excuse me, was totally flipped. And it was the Falcons winning football games like the Niners want to. They they kind of gave the Niners a bit of their uh, taste of their own medicine. And uh, it was it was difficult because the Niners just could not get anything going offensively aside from those two drives in the first half to tie the game up. And, and they were scoreless the entire second half. Just a rough, rough day. I mean, how many times do you see Jimmy Garoppolo throw 41 times? That, that just doesn't happen. No, and he threw the ball 26 times in the second half alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, look, he had two touchdowns, two interceptions. One of them was at the end of the first half. 
probably could have had two, maybe three. I know there were a couple throws in the second half that were almost intercepted. There was also a lot of drops today, and and, and we're certainly going to dig deeper. I, I think the offense is is the one that we need to look at the most because as much as the injuries play a factor defensively, and I think they showed up particularly in the red zone where the Falcons between the 20, like we've seen teams go between the twenties on the 49ers before. I mean, it's not like teams haven't gotten yardage against the 49ers defense, but when they get into the red zone, the 49ers opponents previously, they have been stopped. They have been walled off. They have been forced to get field goals instead of touchdowns. The Falcons scored four count it four touchdowns. No, sorry. Well, three, technically one was on a defensive touchdown, but Three, they'd allowed five touchdowns through five games, and they gave up three today to a team whose offense was also missing its starting running back, as we highlighted earlier last week. So as much as I do understand the injuries to the defense, and even some during the middle of the game that, that certainly impacted the way things went, you know, and, and that's that's probably why Kyle Pitts is matched up with Samuel Womack in the red zone. And, you know, you're putting a six five it's a mismatch. tight end on a five foot ten guy who they're about the same speed. Like that that's a matchup that Kyle Pitts is gonna win against Samuel Womack a third eight times out of ten. And he did it. And but but the the thing to me, Mark, I don't know about you, but defensively, there seemed to be a lack of I, I don't know if it's gap integrity or an understanding of where the Falcons wanted to go, particularly in the read option game. Like they just kind of took yards three, four, five, six at a time. And they had the 49ers rush defense on their heels the entire game. Some of that is is sure they're missing guys up front. But part of that is too. Look, there's a there's a play that was that was big. Uh, I think it was in the second half, but you know, Marcus Mariota just just pulls it simply, and Ebukam bites on the running back, yep. sweeps it outside, and it's a 15-yard run. Like, not, not, that's not necessarily a play that you know is going to turn into you know a, a sack or a fumble. But you know you got to maintain. You got to you got to understand who you're supposed to be on that play. Like if the quarterback's reading you, then you have to stay home. And there was too much of that to me. There were too much simplicity on the Atlanta Falcons offense for me that was effective against the 49ers defense today. Whether you want to blame injuries or not, it just seemed like they're, they weren't as disciplined today as a D'Amico Ryan's defense that we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, this is probably their their worst day of the year. I mean, you could say maybe the, the, the second half against the Bears was pretty bad, but I mean, week one in the rain, in the monsoon, whatever, you can kind of throw that out. I would agree this is probably their worst performance, even when you consider... Um, you know, all the injuries that they've been dealing with it, that's still a, a really, you know, easy bar to clear their worst performance of the year because they've been far and away the best, the best defense in the NFL. So it's not saying all that much, but still when a team is able to run the ball 40 times, they get over four yards per carry with that number of attempts. That's impressive for any offense. And it doesn't matter what defense you're going against. Um, I will say about Marcus Mariota, I think he was kind of the key to unlocking uh, most of their offense because he he didn't run the ball that often. Six carries for him, six attempts, but 50 yards. When he ran, he gashed the 49ers. Over eight yards a carry for Mariota. Had a 20-yard scamper. I think it's that one you're referencing, the one where Ebukam just simply failed to hold the edge, and he turned that into a 20-yard gain. He also rushed for a touchdown 
on a play. Uh, I believe that was in the first half uh, to, to give the Falcons a lead. Um, and I think that's where the Nick Bosa injury maybe affects the 49ers more so than people um, were expecting or, you know, because I think, you know, when you think of Nick Bosa, you think, all right, he's just this elite pass rusher and he's going to get a sack or two a game. Like you can book him for a sack or two, a number of pressures. He'll force him into completions because a quarterback will throw off his back foot trying to escape the pressure from Nick Bosa. But where he's really good, Evan, and I think where he is underrated, it's his ability to hold the edge and to stay true and to keep rushers whether it's a running back or a quarterback inside. He does not let people get outside of him. He stays outside. He sets that edge on the defensive side of things, and he forces everything back to the middle of the defense where you have Fred Warner, you have Dre Greenlaw, you have your big guys in the middle on the line ready to make tackles. I think that's where Nick Bosa was really missed in this game because the Niners still got some pressure on Marcus Mariota in this game despite the fact that he only threw one incompletion, it was not the pass game that beat the Niners. It was the run game. And Nick Bosa is a severely underrated player at stopping the run by making tackles himself and just by forcing rushers back up into the middle where the Niners have a lot of support. Yeah, I, that's one of the reasons why I felt like he needed to play today. I mean, if if he could have been able to, and who knows you know, whether the groin had... Flared up. I know he was a participant on Friday at practice, but that was more of a walkthrough. So it wasn't really, you know, full speed. And they figured that, look, we're not going to risk any further injury. Hopefully he'll be back next week against Kansas City. Uh, but but that to me is why he did need to play is because and he is so good in the run game. And Shanahan did say post game he had a real chance. They weren't just, you know, trotting him out there for whatever reason. He had a, he had a real chance to play, but just couldn't quite couldn't quite go. Yeah, and, and who knows if you know, he is the key to you know stopping Mariota in the run game. And Shanahan specifically referenced the third and thirteen right before the half, where Mariota just kind of yeah. you know contained breaks, busted up the gut, extends the drive, and then they end up going up a score into the half. Um, you know, it's it's just like, and and I don't want to continue to harp on on the defense because to me most of the problems lied offensively, but. It was it was just a little bit disheartening considering not not I don't want to say it was the first true test, but but again, it's it it's a team that is very formulaic. Like you know exactly what they're going to do. And that's I think why a lot of fans are frustrated that the 49ers could not key in on exactly oh, they didn't seem to be able to do it until look. Uh, until really the second half, like the Falcons kind of had their way in the first half. I thought that the 49ers defense got a little bit better in the second half, but the offense just kind of didn't really pull their weight. Yeah. I mean, the, the defense got a lot of stops in that second half after that first touchdown drive in the third quarter for the Falcons, they went up 28 to 14. And obviously that was the final score. No one scored since then, but the defense did their job. They got stop after stop after stop. You know, you're watching this game at home or wherever you're watching from and you're thinking, all right, you know, the defense got to stop offense. You know, you need to go down, get a score, make it a one-score game. And I think most people, Evan, had confidence in the defense's ability to get another stop, to get the stops necessary to allow the Niners to, you know, get back in this game, maybe force overtime, maybe win in regulation, who knows, or at least have a chance uh, to, you know, get that second score and, and even this game up. Uh, but simply the offense couldn't do it. This isn't a, a bad Atlanta defense, but... Um, Probably not 
definitely not the best defense the Niners have faced so far this year. Um, you could make a case that, you know, the Chicago Bears, the Denver Broncos, the uh, L.A. Rams all have better defenses than the Falcons. So it's not like this was the biggest challenge the offense is going to be facing up to this point in the year, uh, and the offense simply couldn't get it done. So I agree the defense had its struggles, specifically in the run game, and there were some mistakes and breakdowns, but uh, you score 14 points on offense, you're not going to win many games.